Here's the pitch. Right there, there it is! Into left field! Hit number 3,000! A run is scored! Busey will run first! On his way to second with a double! Holy cow! Hey, Gibson is one strike away from the no-hitter. He takes off his cap. He mops his brow. He looks in and gets the sign. He starts to wind up. Here's the pitch, and it's a strike! Smith corks one into right down the line. It may go. Go crazy, folks. Go crazy. It's a home run. And the Cardinals have won the game by the score of three to two. And a home run by the Wizard. Breaking ball. Hit off the pitcher. I'm so concerned. to that guys it's gonna be great strikeout in the major leagues there he goes and molina from his knees oh my wow hi i'm miles michaelis and you're listening to the musical suspects oh yeah uh okay so we are here somebody said uh going live during a cardinals game that's a bold strategy it it is we try to plan our uh, our podcast for Mondays. It doesn't always work out. It hasn't worked out for the past couple times. I mean, and and let's be honest. Most Monday nights anyway, there's probably a game on. So well, it it's uh, tough because as far as scheduling goes, it's kind of perfect to do it at this time of day. And what is also at this time of day? Games. Yeah. Well, you know, the off days in Major League Baseball tend to be either Mondays or Thursdays. Yeah. And Thursdays are out of the question for you and I. Mm-hmm. Um, so we just pick Mondays. And today happened to be a Wednesday because Monday didn't work out because yeah. Monday we got many things happened. Oh, yeah. Lot, lots of stuff going on. So we just went, eh, it's maybe not on Monday. And then we were going to maybe try to do yesterday um, if our softball game got rained out, which it did. Uh, and it's it's scheduled to rain next Tuesday, which I'm super yeah, happy it's, about it's, it's it is what it is because today is a beautiful day perfect night to play softball 
but no. And and the final thing is is the Cardinals game, while a big deal, is not the biggest deal in St. Louis sports tonight. That's true. So uh, I don't know how many of y'all are Blues fans, but there's a big game in Dallas tonight. Uh, hopefully the Blues pull that one off. I had my Primo's Cafecito and my Blues Tumblr, and uh, hopefully that pays off again, even though I don't know what it contributes. But I like to believe that it does. So let's go Blues. Yeah. All right, Aaron, do you want to kick things off with them social medias? Absolutely. So, as many of you guys know, we have a Patreon account. So, if you guys would like to uh, give to us on Patreon, we would greatly appreciate it. It just goes towards some production costs and things of that nature. Helps us to get some really cool guests on. Like, if you guys missed it, we actually were able to interview Miles Michaelis a couple weeks back. So, we're trying to do some more things like that. And so, anything you give to us on Patreon just kind of helps us to be able to do that. Um, So, if you'd like to give, go to patreon.com slash mutual suspects and Give as much as you'd like. Give us a dollar. Give us a dollar fifty. I don't care. We'll appreciate it regardless. Fifty, twenty-five. It no matter. He's, an, <laughs> he's uh, okay. He's okay. Um, Rob said it's all about the sharks out here, and that's an yeah. interesting dichotomy. How do you end up being a Blues fan and a Shark, or not a Blues fan, but a Cardinals fan and a Sharks fan? But I'm sure that's a long story, and you can type it out in comments, Rob. I'll look at it. Yeah. Um, and then, as most of you guys are currently viewing on Facebook, if you haven't already. Shoot us a like on Facebook. We we would also appreciate that. We're right around 330 likes, which is awesome. We're uh, we're happy to see the page grow. So shoot us a like if you'd like to get notified of when we go live. Feel free to give us a follow on there as well. I believe that should set you up for notifications. So that way, as soon as we go live, you know about it. So if we have a night like tonight where we're going live on a different night, or if we're doing a special episode or something like that, you'll know and you can join in with us. So you can... Follow us on Facebook at Musual Suspects. And then on Twitter, you can follow our page at Musual underscore Suspects. Somebody has Musual Suspects already, as we have mentioned multiple times before, and it makes me very, very annoyed. <laughs> Their account has not been active for four years. Uh, Yet here that's we unfortunate. are. Uh, we are the superior Musual Suspects account, yes. though. Yeah, I think their page has like 11 followers as well. It makes me very annoyed. But, oh, well, um, we'll post updates on shows uh, and things like that on our page. We'll do some giveaways. Uh, We'll probably have another one coming here pretty soon. I know you guys have been uh, really enjoying those. Um, So we're going to get another one of those to you pretty soon. Uh, Then you can follow myself at Two Birds on an Arch, the number two, Birds on an Arch. I share my articles as well as my thoughts and opinions on Cardinals baseball. You can find my articles for uh, Two Birds on a Bat as well as Arch City Media. Uh, that's why my handle has changed to kind of incorporate the two of those. So you can follow me at two birds on an arch. Uh, and then I'll let Brad take over about his Twitter. Uh, my Twitter is at range Brad. I still have that default Twitter one, but I got my last name and first name in there. And so I'm, I'm afraid to shake the boat. been thinking about maybe changing it to something else, but, uh, I'm too lazy to do that. Uh, I, uh, talk about baseball. I usually commentate along with the game unless I'm doing a show. Um, I comment a lot about hockey. Same kind of deal. Comment along with the game. Uh, And then I also like to do politics and religion. So I used to think that I didn't like conflict, but what I like to talk about on Twitter says otherwise. So that's what it is. Um, So if if you're up for any of that, follow me. It's about a 50-50-50 split because I tweet a lot. Anyway. Yeah, Yeah, we've talked about this before. (laughs) With the amount of time that we've both had Twitter – He's had his for a few months. I've had mine for about a year and a half. I started and in November. Yeah. 
He started in November of this past year, and I started in December of the year prior to that. And I think he might have just as many tweets as I do. Mm-hmm. So, like... It's like it was made for me. Yeah, he, he definitely... He definitely does his due diligence on uh, on the Twitter. Um, so yeah, that's that's it for social media. Um, yeah, just give us some likes, give us some comments, share the share the Facebook page around when it when we go live. We greatly appreciate it. We love interacting with all the viewers that come on. So if you have questions or topics you'd like us to bring up, feel free to put it in the comment section, and then we can. Uh, yeah. We'll and, bring it up if it's not already on the list. And, and one of the other things I want you guys, because Aaron and I have been kicking this around, we've been kicking around the idea of possibly pushing our start back time 30 minutes to 7 p.m. on Mondays. Uh, if that works for you guys, that'd be awesome. Let, let us know. The other thing is, too, uh, we'd like to expand our reach. So some of the other things we've considered doing is doing Periscope and YouTube. But unfortunately, the way um, Facebook works, if you go live on Facebook, you cannot go live with the same video on another platform. That's just their policy. So if we decided to jump over to YouTube or uh, YouTube and Periscope, which you can simulcast those, Mm -hmm. um, we wouldn't be able to do Facebook any longer. So let us know what you guys want because really we're – I want to say we're here for you. We're here for you. We're here for us. We're here for one another. If it works better for us to stay on Facebook, by all means, we'll stay on Facebook. But if not, you know, if you think it would be better on a different platform, let us know. We'll move over. Um, Yeah, and I mean – Get it out there. And we're also, you know, we're also looking for ways to just – be able to record the video along with uh, going live. That way, you know, if we decided to go to YouTube or Periscope, we would still have the video file, and then we can just upload it to Facebook later. Yeah. If that's something you guys would be interested in as well. You wouldn't be seeing it live, but you'd still be able to watch us do it, You watch the content and things like that. And then we also have uh, SoundCloud and iTunes as well uh, for all of our audio. I'm not sure if our last couple episodes got up. It's just been kind of busy. It, it but They haven't. I got to get that mutual in interview or that Michaelis interview up, yep. and then the previous episode. But don't um, worry, guys, we're working on it. Yeah. And uh, once that goes up, you'll be able to just listen to it in your car if you need to. So. Yeah, that's a lot of stuff at the beginning of this thing. We're a little front end heavy, but that's okay. It's okay. All so, right. um, I was gonna kind of start off with everything that has been happening, but I kind of want to flip it uh, because, as someone has already previously commented. There is a baseball game going on right now, so I kind of wanted to just really dive into that. Uh, so the Cardinals are in a four-game series right now in Washington. They've taken the first two games, which is awesome. They've guaranteed a split, which is good because they're facing two of the toughest pitchers in the National League back-to-back. Mm-hmm. So getting those first two wins was crucial. Right. And it's going okay so far tonight. Right. It and is currently 3-1. to one. But Michaelis has hit a little bit of he's had a little bit of trouble here in the fourth inning. Uh he was kind of cruising there uh in the second and the third, but he's given up, I believe, two two or three hits in this inning. But he did get a force out on the last one. Uh I think if this is correct, Defoe just got a hit but giving it first and second with two outs. So hopefully he can get through this inning. His pitch count was already kind of high after the first. He threw, like, I believe 27 or 28 pitches. So, yeah, if we can cut that down, that would be fantastic. But it is three to 3-1. They were able to jump on Scherzer pretty early, which is good to see. You know, he's he's tough. You never really want to have to battle against him, I guess. Right. 
like, because once he gets dialed in, it's like, oh, crap. Yeah. So being able to jump out there early, do a 3-1 three, three lead is pretty great. It's actually bases loaded right now with two outs, so that's not ideal. He does have one walk and four hits given up. So I think he's given up three hits in this inning. So it's been a little bit of a rough inning. So hopefully he can get that last out and work his way out yeah. of it. He's already up to 68 pitches through maybe, three and two-thirds. Maybe he'll get one of those uh, Adam Wainwright kicks to the first baseman plays. Yeah, I guess Adam Wainwright's really excited about soccer coming to St. Louis. <laughs> um, so I guess maybe that was his audition tape for in case he has to get out of baseball at some point. You know, yeah. You never know. I mean, if he can do it to a baseball, he can do it to a soccer ball. It's a that's, bigger target. That's true. So, um, anyway, yeah, this game's live and currently in a, uh, a fun little spot. Yeah. So, so hopefully they can get out of that, but let's kind of go, I guess, to last night. Wainwright's been looking good. I agree. Like for all the hate that he gets, um, he, he's, he has been pitching well. He's kind of been your rock in the rotation right now. This, what do they call it? The stopper? Yeah. You know, which is. Odd to think about, but it's true. Mm-hmm. Well, and I think, too, uh, there, there are some people out there that, that aren't really happy with what he's been doing and whatnot, and they're like, well, he ain't ever going to be his old self. And it's like, well, that's just it, though. He doesn't have to be his old self. Yeah. He's, he's they're not your, pay, they're um, not paying him to be his old self. No. He's your fourth, fifth starter, and he's a darn good fourth or fifth starter. Yeah. Um, Having him as your five is a good – especially with the way he's pitching right now, is a yeah. good problem to have. Oh, thank God it's the end of the fourth. With, and Mikeless is coming up to bat uh, first. So we're out of the fourth inning. We'll see what happens. Ooh. Yeah, Mikeless, Carpenter, and Goldschmidt leading off in the fifth. So uh, so DeYoung has another 11-game hitting streak. <laughs> a boy can rake, can he? Man, I hope someone picks up that phone. Because <laughs> I called it. No, I'm no. sorry. But I'm not going to take all the credit for this, but I, it's it's very funny seeing more and more people on Twitter joining the Paul DeYoung bandwagon. Uh, and not because it's not deserved, because he's playing out of his mind. And it's not really stopping. It's just like, oh, man, he went one for four again, or one for three, or two for four. Like, he's consistently putting up numbers. Right. Like I said, this is the second well, time he's had at least a 10-game hitting streak. They've only played 30 games. Well, if you think about it, though, last year was his second year, right? Mm-hmm. It, it's his, it was his first full year in the league, though? Uh, I mean, technically, his his rookie season, he played – he had 450 at-bats. I mean, it was a right, but it was he essentially a full year. He wasn't year. there from the beginning. No, he, he came in when Diaz went down. Right. So last year was kind of his first full, even though he got yeah. hurt. Uh, season in the league and, and just the way that plays out with that that first taste and then your first full year and then now you're you're I mean before he broke his hand he was hitting the ball phenomenally yeah it's just when he got back he just I don't know if there was a confidence thing or if he didn't want to push it but he he stopped really hitting the ball but yet he still had a, a better productive year in terms of war simply because of his defense yeah and it hasn't changed yeah this year he's hitting out of his mind and he's still playing very good defense. And the strikeouts have gone down there you a go. lot. And I think that's the biggest difference between last year and this year is that the strikeout rate has gone down. Yeah. So his, th- his strikeout rate as a rookie was like 28%. 
Last year was about 25, and I would have to check. He has struck out today in two at-bats, so let's see. So he's at 119 at-bats. Come on, strikeouts. They need to make these stat things uh, more intuitive. Yeah. I hate dead air. <laughs> so... Uh, so oh, Rob said he's loving the new Fowler. While you're looking that up, yeah, I, he, I his strikeout rate Fowler. currently is 18. percent Yeah, that so that's a big drop. Yeah, that's it's a big drop. Seven percent, like that's that's good. And he's, he's hitting could, the uh, ball hard more often. His hard hit rate, the last time I looked it up, was like 50. percent Yeah. In his last two years, it was closer to like 35. So, so he's hitting good. the ball hard, more consistently. He's striking out less. His walk rate is technically lower than it has been. But considering, like, he doesn't really have to walk as much because he's putting more balls in play. Right. And he's striking out less. So, like, his walk rate staying where it is is fine because he's still hitting the ball. He currently leads the major leagues in doubles. He has 14 doubles. That's that's impressive. Yeah. So he's he's kind of there. So uh, what do you think about Matt Carpenter? Is Matt Carpenter going to heat up? I, I mean... He kind of needs to, right? Yeah, I mean, get him some salsa or something. Like, I don't care. Make a new batch. Change yeah. it up a little bit. Yeah. Do what you got to do. I mean, it's uh, – to be fair, it's not as bad as it was last year. No. Last what year, his start was something? really bad. It was like 140-something. Yeah, and I mean, he, he's hitting like 200, which still isn't good, but right. it's way better. There's been a couple seasons where he's had a better uh, April than he has May. Yeah. But that's those are the outliers. I mean, consistently he's he's been a slow starter and then he picks up in the warmer months. Yeah, and I mean, it, it helps that the rest of the offense pretty much has been able to put up good numbers to the point where Matt Carpenter can struggle and they're not really missing a beat. Right. Because Goldschmidt, albeit he's striking out a lot, but he's still got like an 860 OPS. DeYoung's hit, got an OPS over 1,000. He's batting like 345. Ozuna's hitting a lot of home runs and he's, putting the ball in play. Jose Martinez is hitting like 350. Fowler's getting on base. Molina's turning it around. Bader still has like an OPS of over 800. Literally the entire lineup is producing yeah. to the point yeah. where Carpenter can struggle and we're like, eh, it's okay. Give him some time. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's not the Mayday fire alarm polling uh, outrage from, from Cardinal social media that I've uh, been seeing, but there are some concerns people out there yeah. and it's like all right let's, kinda, let's get it going and i'm a huge mark fan but i think he i I'm, I'm on the you need to get it going here bud um, yeah and then uh on here rob, sooner rather than later rob said he's loving the new fowler yeah and i would like to go ahead and point out that i had called a 280 batting average for him and if he keeps yeah, going see, at this pace see that that from the beginning i was like see that i can see happening it's the 20 home runs that you added on that i'm like uh no <laughs> yeah hold on you just wait mm. we're not even far enough in he's got one yeah he's got one yeah which puts him on pace for six and i was at that game <laughs> so all i need to do is go, is to, go to 19, 19 more games. games hey all i'm saying is that the usual suspects at the ballpark are currently three and oh yep for the cardinals Granted, they're like 12-4 and four in Bush, so, I mean, we yeah. picked good days. Hey. But still, Cardinals, if you guys are listening, which I know you're not, <laughs> season tickets because... Undefeated home record. I'm just saying. Dominant at home. Yeah. You're talking record-setting Major League Baseball stuff. So, like, anyway. I think you guys are good at home yeah. now. And also, uh, pro tip for you guys, if you ever get a chance, a little, uh, a nice little spot to sit is in the right field bleacher, section 103. 
That's yeah, that's where we were. That like, is both a, games we went to. Then that's where I was, and yeah. that is a gorgeous. We were row two, fourteen and or eleven seats, eleven and twelve. So we were there, and like Christian Yelich was sixty feet from me. Nice. Uh, Lorenzo Cain was probably forty feet from me. You know. Uh, there was a couple bel- uh, a belligerent guy behind us who got yeah. the uh, nasty eye from the umpire or not the umpire the uh, uh, usher gave him the side <laughs> eye. He's like, they turned around, shushed him, and then the guy sat down and was quiet. But he was yelling at Yelich. And anyway, it's more fun to yell at him on had, Twitter than it is at the park. I had that happen at a Cubs game. Me and uh, me and my shush? no, me and my brother were sitting right next to uh, some Cubs fans during a Cardinals Cubs game, and uh, the entire game, all they did was yell at Skip Schumacher in right field, which it was funny because I remember, I remember that game distinctly because Kyle Loesch gave up five unearned runs because the defense just did not play well behind him. And he gave up like five earned runs in the first inning. So these Cubs fans are loving it. They're like, yeah, yeah, this is great. And then the Cardinals put up like 11 runs in the fifth inning and they shut up and it was (laughs) funny and they got drunk. So one of the questions here I was seeing from STL Sports Central, uh, once they want hey, to know. Hey, what's up, guys? Yeah, I'm not. Do you know them? Uh, they actually messaged me on Twitter the other day. Okay. Yeah. I, they've recently popped into my feed and I've recently followed them. Yeah. So I, I gave you guys a what's follow up, on guys? Twitter. Um, uh, he, they want to know when Fowler recovers from the flu, how should Chilt manage playing the playing time in the outfield? Um, it depends on what Bader's doing. Yeah. If, I, I mean, if he's raking. Maybe kind of give them half and half until one of them just stops contributing. But Fowler having the flu is giving Bader an opportunity to win his job back. Yeah. yeah. I mean, even though his average is low, he's still got an OPS over 800, and he's going to provide you better defense right. than Fowler is. And, and if, you, if you think about this, though, the person throwing the monkey wrench into the plans isn't Bader and it isn't Fowler. It's Jose Martinez. Yeah. Because all cause he does is hit. Him out. All he does is hit. And – I've said this before, and I'm probably going to catch him flack for it, but all things considered, he is the best hitter on the Cardinals team. Oh, probably, yeah. Uh, Goldschmidt. Just as an overall. Yeah. Hitter, yeah. Goldschmidt is right there with him, and and what sets Goldschmidt apart is the power numbers, but. Yeah. Jose Martinez gets them hits. Yeah, Jose Jose Martinez is like only about maybe like a 15 to 20 homer type of guy with a power, but I mean, when you're hitting 340, dude, I don't care. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Hit singles. I don't care. But, yeah, it, it, Jose Martinez has earned himself more chances in right field. Yeah. For so, sure. So Even after last year, people were like, I don't know if you want to start him. And now it's like, hey, you know that 320 average I put up? I'm going to put some more on that. So, so to answer your it's question. It's crazy. So to answer your question, how I would handle it, because I don't know how Schilt would handle it, because he's a lot smarter than me and he gets paid better. Yeah. I would handle it because I would run with Fowler in center field and uh, uh, Martinez in right, kind of like what they've been doing, and then give Bader the occasional start in center field but leave Jose going. And then later on, 6th, 7th, if you've got the lead, bring in whoever whoever sat that day, bring them in as the defensive substitution for – for Martinez, and if you're bringing Bader and move Bader to center and Fowler to right, or you know, yeah. or just bring Fowler in to play right field for Martinez, that's what I would do. Yeah, there's a, I mean, there's a lot of people saying that, um, you know, part of Dexter playing so well is that he's got the confidence going back into center field, and I'm like, I mean, maybe, maybe it's a mindset thing. Maybe he just feels more comfortable out in center field. 
And uh, they were talking about on 101 ESPN today that he is ninth among NL outfielders with five defensive runs saved, which is great. But defensive runs saved is a fantastic sabermetric measurement that you can use for defense. But it's not the only one you should be concerned about because at the same time, Matt Carpenter last season at third base had like, it was like top 10 in Major League Baseball for third baseman in defensive run saved. You would not tell me that he's an above average third baseman because he isn't. And every other metric shows that, that he is not a good defensive third baseman. So the fact that Fowler has five defensive runs saved is great. But I would venture to guess that if you looked at the other metrics, he's probably more in the middle, lower half of the pack in, in terms of range factor, like UZR, RZR, all that. I would imagine he's probably in the lower section. But if it gives him enough confidence to have that 400 on base percentage, keep playing in center, big guy. Yeah. Keep doing your thing. Yeah, I don't understand. I mean – I don't know, I know ball players can be creatures of habit, but I don't understand how your position affects your hitting. Um, Just a comfort level. I mean, yeah, if, yeah, I, I mean, I, I guess get, at the get, same time, I mean, if you're not used to playing that position and you're and it stresses you out a little bit, maybe that stress stress bleeds over to the plate. I don't know. I, I don't know. Like my person, I'm not a major league baseball yeah, player. I don't. I, I don't understand I it. You. And and for some people, that won't matter at all. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure it's a person to person kind of thing. Uh, for me, I would view the hitting aspect. If like defense is stressing me out, I'd view the hitting aspect as like, oh, don't have to think about defense now. Let's go yeah. hit, you know. Um, but anyway, uh, Brandon just wanted to comment you on your new jersey, which I'm assuming you got at that game. Yeah, I did. I got it at the uh, um, Saturday, like two Saturdays ago, Saturday and a half ago, or something like that. It was uh, the last time Michaelis pitched really well. Nice. He went eight innings, gave up. Uh, I believe it was two runs. Got a, a little bit of a tan out of it. It was nice. Not much, but a little bit. Yeah. If you would have seen me before, just visit our past episodes. You'll see it. Um, but, yeah, it was one of the giveaways, and uh, I dig it. I, I, it I dig it, too. I'm a little bit jealous that you got one. I don't have one. I like it a but lot. But, anyway. I have this one, and then I have the cream one that matches it. It's pretty great. Yeah, shut up. Anyway. I had to buy the cream one, though. I didn't just get it. I had yeah. to, like, go out and find someone that had it that it was still in the plastic. And I was like, I'll buy that right now. They're like, okay. Yeah. So, I, I, yeah, I'm in need of a new jersey. Anyway, what do you got yeah, next on that uh, list there? Um. So, we were talking about the outfield. I saw Ozuna, uh, Ozuna on there. Yeah, it, it was kind of just talking about the middle of the lineup. Uh, like, because Ozuna and Paul Goldschmidt both have an OPS over 850. I think Goldschmidt right. was at, like, 060. And if I remember correctly, Ozuna's sitting at like, he's at like almost a thousand. And then you got DeYoung over a thousand. I remember tweeting not too long ago, I think it was just this past week, I was like, our two, three, and four hitters might be the best grouping yeah, in so baseball. I was, just, I was gonna ask you, can you name a better two, three, four combo? Someone tried. It was really funny. Who was uh, it? I don't know. It was it was some Arizona fan, and he oh. like he he retweets it and says Oh, that's funny. And put like the two, three, and four hitters from Arizona. Problem is, is like at least two of those guys never hit in the two, three. It was so weird because it's like it was like David Peralta, Adam Jones, and someone else for Arizona. And at least one of those guys had not hit in the two, three, or four hole in the last like eight games. <laughs> I was like, what? Well, that's <laughs> not the same thing. 
And I was just like, liter- and he uh, he posted like the same stats that I did to make his case. And I was like, yeah. but no. Well, but they're not, though. And, and here's the thing, too. Less home runs, lower OPS, lower RBIs. I don't understand what you're trying to do here. Well, you say that, and, and that brings up another thing. It's like one of the things that I appreciate about Schilt, and this is kind of the Schilt Matheny comparison, yeah. is the consistency that we've seen in the lineup. I mean, yeah. outside of injuries or flu, yeah, it's I mean, pretty unless much you're just giving a guy a day off yeah. or something, then they might switch it up a little. Because I know Colton Wong's got his shot in the leadoff spot when Carp was out and things like that. Just little bitty yeah. things. But for the most part, it's like this is the lineup. This is going to be the lineup. Get over it. I know, like in the beginning of the year, everyone's like, uh, Paul Goldschmidt's hitting second. Why is Paul DeYoung hitting in the three hole? And now everyone's like, wow, Paul DeYoung hitting in the three hole. <laughs> This is fantastic. I'm like, yeah, yeah just give it a minute. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's going to be okay. Yeah. Like, And to think how bad that first series was in Milwaukee when we went one and three. Mm. Since then, they've gone 18 and seven. Yeah. Have you noticed something about the Brewers? The Brewers seem very, very good at home and not everywhere else. Average and vulnerable, not at Miller Park. Oh, I'm yes. not saying <clears throat> that there's something up with Miller Park. I'm just saying. I mean, yeah. did did Yelich finally hit his not at home home run? Oh, I mean, he had one before that. Yes, yeah, so it's like two home runs not at Miller Park. I don't know. I mean, I can look it up. It's I, it's not great. He, he doesn't have great uh, stats. Yeah. Outside of Miller Park. Well, it's, let's let's it's hit this definitely question not real great. quick here because this is a good one. He says when Gregerson and Martinez return in the coming weeks, who should we option to AAA? It's to gonna be Gallegos. Yeah, I think so. Gallegos or Webb. It's just going to happen. It'd be Gallegos, but what about Carlos Martinez? Because you bring Ga- uh, Gregerson and Carlos Martinez back. Martinez is is not going to be back for a while. So at that point, you make that decision. But right so, now, it doesn't really matter. I mean, yeah, Gallegos. It'll be Gallegos most likely, I would imagine. Yeah. Which sucks because his ERA doesn't look the best, but he's striking out like a lot of batters. Yeah. Like it's well, kind they, of ridiculous. When they get a hold of one – they park it, so. Yeah, so for Christian Yelich on the road, he still only has one home run, but his batting average has risen to 296, and he has a 766 OPS. So he's still not, like, the best on the road. His his home numbers are still where it's at. He's yeah. hit 13 of his 14 home runs at yeah. Miller Park. And he's he's he is Xbox level on uh, at home. Oh yeah, and, it's and been it's been and crazy. He's just really good on the road. Yeah, but you know who's been even better than Christian Yelich, according to some sabermetrics? Paul Leon. <laughs> MVP. Yeah, I, like hey man, top five, I'll take it because right. that's what I call it. But if he wins, I get bonus <laughs> points. So I just finished top five. I did. It's like I'm gonna double down. He's gonna win it. No, I'll, I'll write that piece later. <laughs> He, right. I'll need at least another month of him raking for me to go, no, double down. Yeah, well, I mean, he's going to need more than a month. He's going to have to finish strong because that's what stays fresh. You know, well, base, the, the problem right minds. now is that arguably his biggest competition has been Christian Yelich, and then you got Cody Bellinger who's just like, you think Christian Yelich has been playing really well? Cody Bellinger is like out of this world right mm-hmm. now. 
Yelich currently has a 2.1 war, according to baseball reference. DeYoung has a 2.2. Mm-hmm. So he has a little bit more. And then Bellinger has a 3.5. DeYoung <laughs> is second. I've, I've always found war a difficult player-to-player comparison unless they're playing the same position because it's wins above replacement, right? Yeah. So it's, it's how many wins are supposed to be better than the average replacement for a player at their position. Mm-hmm. Am I understanding that right? I believe so. So how do you compare, like, this guy is... Uh, okay, let's just look at offensive wins above replacement. Okay, De Young, that's fair. DeYoung is third at 1.8. Yelich is second with 2.1, and Bellinger is 2.7. Okay. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. still. I mean, so, so yeah. But like, DeYoung is third, and then Wong is ninth. Right. Which is fantastic. For a while there, we had four guys in the top ten. We had DeYoung, Wong, Goldschmidt, and Fowler. Fowler was 10th with like a 1.3 war, but now there's like a lot of people with a 1.3 war, so they're kind of like all tied. I guess technically they could probably put it to more decimal points than just 1.3, which is why like some 1.3s are higher than others and all that crap, but I don't know. Not much, Ron. Because we're we're just kind of. Because because here it says Baez and Alonzo from the Mets are tied with 1.7 and they're tied for fourth, and Acuna is sixth. Sixth, and he also has a one point seven. So it's like, what? Well, <laughs> what does di- this mean? We're discussing war versus offensive war, Ron. If that's what you're wondering. Yeah, and um, if you look at defensive war, DeYoung is tied for tenth, so he's still producing defensively as well. Ron, I don't know if you heard that or not, but we were discussing maybe starting at seven. Um, but uh, he said we need to start later for him. Oh yeah, we're so, trying to yeah we're trying to move it back to around seven o'clock. So if we moved it back to seven, that'd be eight o'clock your time, and you just need to tell us when you need to put the kids to bed, and we'll just pause the whole show. Yeah, we'll take our and t- wait for you to come. We'll back. go outside because yeah. I need to throw for softball. We'll play some music. Yeah, <laughs> be back in a minute. Put, put up an intermission slide, and yeah, it'll be great. And then, then we'll make it happen. Uh, so what else you got, Aaron? Um, DeYoung's up to bat, so give me a second. Yeah, we're not going to sit here and watch you watch the, the game on your app. No, no, no. You can talk to somebody. What? Michaelis has been through five innings. He kind of He's turning it around a little bit. This is a good start for him. Right. Five innings, six hits, one run, one walk, three strikeouts. He's at 87 pitches, so he could go six. Ah, uh, Paul DeYoung flies out sharply to center field, which means he hit the ball hard, Yeah, which is good. He's still one for three. I mean, so um, he's still batting three forty two like a stud. So and and for me, I, I've been struggling. I feel kind of bad. One of the things I feel bad about is, is because I haven't been able to watch as many Cardinal games as I had hoped. I started a lawn mowing business, and um, business has been really good, which means that I've been really busy. Which means that I'm getting in late on Mondays. So if they're playing on Mondays, I got to go and we got to do this show straight away mm-hmm. or I'm, I'm absolutely wiped out because I haven't got that zero turn yet. I'm still doing the walk behind. And, um, you yeah, know, what, as what, soon as as soon as you do, just hire me and I'll use the walk behind and get the backyards. Yeah. Well, as soon as I as soon as I'm strong enough uh, or big enough of a business, we'll do that. That sounds good to me. So Ozuna rocking that three hit game, according to STL Sports Central. So that's good news. Ozuna's still hitting. I want to see this Ozuna all year. It would be fantastic. All you year. Mean he's on pace for 60 home runs. He does this. I take back every bad thing I said about him at the beginning of the year. I don't. He still can't throw. Oh, well, no, he can't. But No, my, no amount of hitting is going to change the fact that he cannot throw. He's hitting the ball fantastic, which is what I like, uh-huh. and that helps me overlook the fact that he can't throw, but he still cannot throw. Right. 
and it's rough. There, there are glimpses, small glimpses where he throws the ball, and I'm like, oh, that looks so much better. And then his next one, it's just like it doesn't get to shortstop, and you're like, no. So do you think? Do you think that he's healed and he's just nervous, kind of a la Carlos Martinez, who's afraid to let her rip? I don't know. What was the phrase? Uh, uh, Schilt used release the hounds. He's afraid to release the hounds. Because that was Carlos Martinez thing. And and when when you do, and I, I've said this like every show, but whenever you have a major injury, especially like in your shoulder and your knee or something like that, there is that aspect of mental rehab that you have to do. And if you aren't preparing yourself mentally, and if you were in an extreme amount of pain, and every time you did a certain thing, it caused you pain. You're really, really, really reluctant to do it. You're like, you've gotten relief from the pain through the surgery or whatever that is that they did, and you're afraid to re-damage what was fixed, and you don't trust that arm yet. And I wonder maybe if he's still there. Because that that would explain, like, the glimpses of it. Because if it were a strength thing, he wouldn't – it would be there or it wouldn't be there, you know? It wouldn't sometimes be there. So it's a strength – I feel like it's a mental thing, but that could just be me. It, I mean, it could be. I mean, maybe there are times where he, like, just gets the ball and throws it without really thinking, lets it go, and goes, oh. Yeah. I can still do this. Yeah. And then well, that's what he overthinks needs, he about needs, it the next time, a, and you're like, He needs a couple Bud. more of those. He, that's, that's just what that is, is he needs a couple more of those. Yeah. Um, just do that, like, most of the time. Yeah. And then we're good. Yeah. So, and then we're good. Aaron, we're closing in on that hour mark. Mm-hmm. Uh, is there anything you want to wrap up with? we got about 10 minutes left. Honestly, I'm. I don't really know. I mean, other than the fact that the Cardinals are playing really well. Uh huh. I mean, I think we've kind of covered that. I mean, they've been playing really well. There's really not a whole lot to nitpick right now. You know, it makes you, doing you'd a like the star- show hard, You'd right? like the starting pitching to be better, right? And we've seen glimpses here in the last couple of weeks of them pitching better, and then a couple more that you're like, eh. but as a whole, right? It's gotten a little better and things are looking up and you know we talked about it earlier with Matt Carpenter he's kind of the only problem on the offense right now right it's weird to think but it really is Molina's only hitting 257 doesn't have a high OPS but he never really did like his best offensive years have been recently Mm -hmm. and he's he's probably going to come around. I'm he's not a, really worried about him. Well, and, and that's not what I want. I, I don't necessarily need that from a, a, um, a Molina. No. I need what I saw last night on the game where him and Schilt were looking at the, the charts, talking about who the, the next pitcher was going to be. Can you imagine having a guy like Yadier Molina on your team as a coach? Yeah. Oh, man. It's like, what's I, he looking like? I have no doubt in my mind that he'll retire, take a couple years off, and then end up coming back it's to the Cardinals and, and doing something just because that would be awesome. It would absolutely be awesome. Uh, so, uh, the Cardinals right now, what are they, uh, 19? They are 19 and 10. And 19 and 10. So they're, yes. if they win tonight, they will be 10 games over 500, mm-hmm. which, woo, yeah, that's we're, that, that's they are currently, number. they are currently first in the NL Central. We are three games ahead of both the Cubs and the Brewers. Um, and I believe on MLB power rankings, we were ranked like third or fourth, which is hilarious because the Dodgers are ranked first. And I'm like, hey, remember when we swept them? Yeah, we we like brushed, like not a long time ago. We brushed them aside like they were nothing. And they're like, and it was so funny because Bob Nightingale posted uh, the Dodgers are the team to beat, and I re- and I just retweeted, and I'm like, remember when we swept them? Yeah, I feel like we beat them pretty handily yeah. <laughs> the last time we saw them. But you know, they're the team to beat. Yeah, okay. whatever. Outside of Miller Park, I, w- I, I can't remember where I saw this, but it's like away from Miller Park, the Cardinals are like 15 and three or something. Yeah, it's like it's, it's something just 
gross. Yeah. You're like, whoa. Yeah. You're like, well, man, I don't want to play in Miller Park. Yeah, well, hopefully the World Series, the road to the World Series doesn't run through Miller because that would yeah, be bad. Yeah, that would not be ideal. So, uh, good? Yeah. You said? I, I, think, I think we're good. It's a little bit shorter than we're used to, yeah. but, I mean, things are good, you know? I got to find, oh, where did it go? I got to find my uh, outro music here. There it is. So I'll just start spinning this up slowly and... Uh, uh, we're glad you guys joined us for this short episode. We should be back next Monday. Yeah. That's... Of course, I might have a meeting next Monday, but we should be back yeah. next Monday. If we can't next Monday, Wednesday always works for me, too. Yeah. It should, so. Yeah, I just saw the wheels of my wife pull up into the driveway. Good timing. So. Anyway, you've been listening to uh, The Muse of Suspects. I'm Brad. And I'm Aaron. Thanks for listening, guys. Later. Later.